It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 30th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll preview the FIBA World Cup, which tips off on Saturday. We'll talk about the, play, the Magic players that will be participating in the tournament, what to expect from them as they play for their national teams. And yes, I will pick a winner and tell you what to expect uh, from Team USA and, and who is actually going to be in this thing and who and how the, the bracket will probably shake out for this tournament. should be a fun look at the FIBA World Cup. Um, it may be a little bit of a shorter episode too because uh, um, uh, they're, they're, you know it's a very predictive episode. We'll, we'll talk about some of those things here. Before we do any of that, though, I have two things I want to make sure I remind everyone. First, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on Locked On Magic. No matter who the team is, you can find a local expert who knows their team as well as I know the Orlando Magic. Find them all and find them all on iTunes by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Also check out Locked On NBA for a national perspective from Locked On NBA hosts and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your fantasy perspective from Josh Lloyd. You can also check out the great NFL, MLB, and college podcasts too. No matter who your team is, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Find them all on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play app, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Today, by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I would also be remiss if I did not send a, uh, a PSA or a message to all my listeners in Orlando and Central Florida, as well as uh, generally in Florida too. I know not all my listeners are in Florida, but I do feel like I have to make sure I reiterate uh, and, and say once again, please, please, please be safe during the storm. Uh, Hurricane Dorian is on its way to Florida. Um, it looks like it's going to hit hit us probably Sunday afternoon-ish, Sunday morning-ish, um, and probably eat up all of our Labor Day. So Sunday, Monday, we're going to be dealing with a pretty major hurricane. It's, 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 it's kind of sitting out on the Atlantic waters. It did not go over... Uh, fortunately in some respects, but unfortunately in others, it did not go over Hispaniola and, and Puerto Rico. So it is expected to strengthen considerably. It, it, it's expected to hit Florida as a Category 3 or Category 4 storm again on Sunday or Monday. We'll be hunkered down trying to ride out the storm throughout the Labor Day weekend. So I want to remind everyone, if you haven't done so already, please do what you need to do to be prepared for this storm. Uh, have supplies, uh, have yourself, have a plan in place uh, to, to ride this storm out because it, it's, it's you know, it's a hurricane and I think Florida and, and particularly I think Central Florida 
you know, and we're inland, so we, we don't always get the full brunt of a storm. Uh, I, I think that we do a very good job preparing for hurricanes, and, and I think the state and local government does a very good job preparing for hurricanes. But it's the preparation that gets us through it and, and, and has us coming out on the other side, uh, uh, you know, as, you know, with as minimal damage as we can. And, and, and I know that there's, there's, always, there's always trouble. There's always some trouble spots and you can't predict these things. But I do want to make sure that everyone knows that the storm is coming and to be prepared and be vigilant about it. Uh, um, Florida Floridians like to joke about hurricanes and it's because we're very seasoned at this. Um, but it's also because we are typically very prepared to handle these kinds of storms. So def, so if you haven't already, make sure you're ready for the storm. I'll be riding out the storm. Um, there probably will not be another Lockdown Magic until after the storm passes, so you probably won't hear from me uh, other than on, on Twitter uh, until Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, you know, maybe we'll, you know, we'll see how things are shaking out. I wasn't planning on doing a Labor Day show anyway, so you probably won't hear from me until the middle of next week. Um, we'll talk, you know, Magic Basketball obviously takes a back seat uh, when the storm is, is in town. So, uh, again, uh, all I can say is listen to your local officials. Um, if you're in an evacuation area, uh, evacuate when you're told to evacuate. Um, if uh, Make sure that you have your supplies uh, and, and everything that you want. I know a lot of Publixes are already out of, uh, out of bottled water. Um, just make sure you are prepared for this storm. Um, it, it, is, it is going to be a doozy. It is going to be one that we really haven't seen in Orlando in, in quite some time, uh, uh, apparently. So um, definitely keep an eye on the news, keep an eye on the, keep an eye on the weather, and keep an eye on yourselves, uh, of course, as well. Um, so just be, pre- be prepared for the storm. We'll talk a little magic basketball here, talk a little uh, basketball. You know, I'm going to be hunkered down, and I'm going to, you know, until, you know, hopefully the power stays on, but I will be watch, trying to watch basketball, getting my ESPN Plus subscription uh, or whatever I need to pay to, to watch the FIBA World Cup. Uh, but we will, but you know, that's a distraction, obviously, from very serious, serious things going on outside. So, again, be prepared, be safe, treat this seriously. You know, we joke, but treat this seriously uh, and, and do what you got to do to be able to ride the storm out. Um, remember, hur- uh, Hurricane Dorian is, is due in Florida Sunday, Monday, and probably into Tuesday as well. So, it'll be, it'll be a long ride, but the storm will pass and we'll get through it all together. So, I want to thank everyone who reaches out to me who maybe doesn't live in central Florida say, you know, making sure that, that I'm doing okay. And, and I want to make sure I, want, I just want to make sure everyone in, that, that listens to the show in central Florida is doing okay too. So, so we make these public address, public address and public uh, service announcements here to make sure that everyone is aware. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk some basketball. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The big storyline when it comes to the FIBA World Cup this year is A, how many players, especially for Team USA, have decided not to participate. And and a lot of that has to do with the scheduling and and the fact that it's scheduled the summer before the Olympics and a lot of NBA stars didn't want to go through a long NBA Finals and then play these meaningful games, go through another long season, then play the Olympics. It's just a very crunch time. and, And to some extent, I get that. I understand that. But 
This is still a major international tournament. In fact, to many teams around, to almost every team around the world, the World Cup and, and its predecessor, the World Championship, is bigger than the Olympics. For whatever reason, and, and I've heard some theories as to why, the Olympics mean more to the United States than, than the World Cup. And, and that's, you know, they're both important, I think. And, and I think no matter what happens in this tournament, no matter what happens in this tournament, um, the U.S. has the best players, has the best team. If the U.S. sent their best players, I don't think this tournament would be particularly close. But the team that the United States is sending is still very good, and I still think should be the favorite to win it. But they have clear weaknesses, and I think really for the first time, it feels like since 2004 was a bit of a surprise, 2006 perhaps, really the first time since 2002 when the U.S. finished sixth in the World Championship, this tournament feels wide open. We've talked a lot about the world catching up to the U.S. in terms of talent, and, and I think there's some truth to that. Now we're really going to get to see it. And we're going to get to see, uh, I think, a really competitive tournament. I think games are going to be intense. It, it would not surprise me if the U.S. loses a few games along the road, along the way. It's a tiered group system, so you play one group of four. The top two teams from, the, from each group go on to the next group of four. And the top two teams from each group of those four uh, go to the quarterfinals. And then you get to single elimination. So you can lose a game. You could probably lose two total games before you get to the knockout rounds. And then losses, you know, essentially mean elimination. So it's very... It, 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 you can... I mean, you, you don't have to win out. You don't have to be undefeated to win this thing. Now, I think the U.S. would certainly like to be undefeated. And, and I don't think teams... Essentially, I don't think teams that they would face uh, until the knockout rounds would be capable of beating them now. Uh, there is one exception and one exception alone, which we'll talk about in a minute. But for the Orlando Magic, the focus is undoubtedly on the players they have playing in this tournament. I've talked a lot about the FIBA World Cup. I'm someone that believes this tournament means something, so I've talked it up. I'm interested in it, and frankly, I want to watch high-level basketball, so I'm willing to shell out whatever it is, $12 for ESPN Plus to make sure I watch this tournament because unfortunately for the casual NBA fan, if they wanted this to be a big deal, I don't know why they did it this way. But all the FIBA World Cup games are on ESPN Plus. They are not on NBA TV. They are not on ESPN3 like they've been in the past. So you do have to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch these games in the United States. I don't make the rules. If if that's enough to turn you off, then FIBA shot themselves in the foot by you know taking taking out a huge market. But we want to focus in on the Orlando Magic's players. The Orlando Magic have four players participating in the FIBA World Cup. We've talked about them at various stages and various points um, uh, uh, about what they're expected to do. But I want to spend this time really kind of drilling down what we're going to expect from these players. And the best place to start is with Evan Fournier. More than any other player, and I think, I, I think I've said this on a previous podcast, Evan Fournier will be playing a role very similar to what he will play for the Orlando Magic. France needs him to shoot, they need him to create a little bit off the dribble, but they don't need him to be the primary scorer or primary creator. They have 
Nicholas Batum who can take some of that role. They have Rudy Gobert who's going to score a lot of points. They've got point guards and and uh, Nando DiColo and 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 Frank Nilakina and Vincent Poirier who who can take on a lot more of that mantle. And so to me Evan Fournier has a lot to prove number 1 because of because his season this past year wasn't particularly strong, but he also will be playing a role so similar to the US to, to what he does with the Magic. And he'll be playing for a team that has metal aspirations. This is a big pressure moment for Evan Fournier. He's coming off his worst shooting season of his career. Certainly his worst shooting season with the Magic. But he also showed an expansion of his game. In exhibition games that Francis played entering the World Cup, he has been a bit of a mixed bag. His shooting has been inconsistent. But his last game against Italy... He scored 29 points in 19 minutes. He got hot, as he can do. And in those 19 minutes, Fournier just torched Italy. And throughout this World Cup prep, he's had a relatively high assist number. His playmaking does not seem to have dropped off at all from where he was at last year. In fact, that seems to now be a staple of his game. And so, what I want to see from Evan Fournier, what I think Fournier will do is he's got to be a solid shooter. First and foremost, he does not go anywhere if his shooting is not good. I think I've said this on this podcast. I've certainly written it numerous times. Evan Fournier had a really good year last year, except for the one thing he had to do well, and that's his shooting. And the shooting was worse in the playoffs when he shot, like, I think 29%, sub 30, which is not Evan Fournier at all. So, kind of building forward, we're going to see Evan Fournier play on a team with expectations. We're going to see him to continue to develop and display his playmaking. But more importantly, we need to see him make shots consistently, make big shots consistently, make good decisions with his shot selection. Because a lot of what he's doing with France, he's going to bring over to the Orlando Magic. I think no player in this tournament is going to preview what he will do for the Orlando Magic more than Evan Fournier. And that's why I am keenly interested in watching Fournier play in these games. Because it's not make or break time for him. He certainly got a contract decision coming up at the end of the year and, 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 and at least, if not at the end of this year, at the end of next year. It's vitally important that the Magic get a strong season from Evan Fournier. Vitally important. And I think we'll know what to expect from Fournier coming out of this tournament. To some extent, I think we can expect the same from Nikola Vucevic. In much the same way that the Magic hinged on Nikola Vucevic. Montenegro is going to rely on Vucevic a lot too. From the highlights I've seen of him, he's playing a lot more in the high post, so less low post. So his game with, with Montenegro is going to be a little bit different than it will be would be with the Magic. He'll still do a lot of high post passing and, and, and pop out for three-pointers. Uh, so I think what Montenegro asks of Vucevic is very different than what the Magic asks of him. 
Now, if you, they're still going to need him to score. They're going to need him to carry a heavy offensive load. But the thing that is going to be a struggle for Montenegro is they just they don't have the guard play. Their guard, uh, one of their guards is is actually hurt, um, and it's not clear whether he'll be ready to play when the, when they open up play on August first on Sunday. Um, I'm trying to make sure I get his name right. Um, Nikola Ivanovic, uh, you know, one of their better better wing players, uh, is injured and and might miss part of the tournament. And, and of course, with three games in five days, that is enough to kind of knock you out. And entering this tournament, Montenegro proved that they're going to be a little bit shaky, I think. They had leads against both Japan and Nigeria and lost them in exhibition games. And Vucevic was fine in both of those games. His numbers are fine, but that, I mean, I, honestly, it looked more like this, his stat lines and, and, and the results certainly reminded us of Vucevic from a few years ago, or, la- or two years ago instead of last year. Now, this Montenegro team is not as talented as the Magic. The, uh, you think the Magic have guard problems, Montenegro has bigger guard problems, and, and they're going to need a guard to kind of lead the way. They're going to have to find someone to, to do that. And so I take a lot of what Vucevic is going to do with a grain of salt. Montenegro's group is difficult. Greece, one of the favorites to win this tournament. Brazil, always a strong team. Anderson Verjao is still playing for them. I believe Leandro Barbosa is still playing for them as well. And New Zealand, who looked really impressive and had a good showing against Canada um, in, in exhibition play. And, and they're kind of a spunky team. The, the, the tall blacks are are not a team to look past. And so Montenegro, you know, despite having an all-star Nikola Vucevic, might end up being the worst team in this group. If, if, if Montenegro advances, if Montenegro gets a win and has a chance to advance in that last game, that would be a huge victory for this country. And it's a huge victory just for Montenegro to be in the World Cup. So, I, I'll take a lot of what Vucevic does with a grain of salt. Because I think he's going to get doubled, and I think, I think we'll see a lot of the same attack that the Raptors put on him because he doesn't have the help around him to consistently beat these teams. So, maybe we want to see how he handles these doubles and, and the defenses and the more physical style of FIBA basketball. I think that will be very important. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Moving on then to Nigeria. Al Farouk has been a longtime stalwart for the Nigerian basketball team. But he's going to be in the background a little bit more. I, I thought when I looked at the roster initially, I thought, oh, they're going to need Al Farouk to score a little bit, be up around 12, maybe 15 points per game. But the way that team has shaken out, they've got young guys who have kind of come in and, and filled the scoring role. 
Josh Okogie has been very, very good for them, among, among others. And so it feels like Nigeria, instead, is relying on Aminu to do a lot of things that he would do for the Magic. You know, when I initially looked at that roster, I thought, oh, you know, they're going to ask Aminu to be a little bit outside of his comfort zone. Instead, it feels like he's going to be right there in his wheelhouse. He's going to be defending. He's going to be doing all the dirty work. He's going to be rebounding. And so the key for Aminu then is the same key for him when he gets to the Orlando Magic. And that is he's got to make three-pointers. He's got to shoot the ball well. If he can space the floor, Nigeria's a sneaky team. Um, Nigeria is in a group with Russia, Argentina, and Korea. Um, I think Nigeria is better than Korea. Argentina is is still kind of phasing through guys, and, and Russia is an interesting team. But you know, Nigeria with some of the players that they have and, and, and their talent and ability, they got to be thinking they can get out of the get out of the group stage, that they can get to the second phase of the tournament. And you look at who's in that second phase of that second group: Cote d'Ivoire. Poland, Venezuela, China. Honestly, out of Group A and Group B, because Group A will face Group B in the second phase of the tournament, the three best teams in that group, in those two groups, might be in Group B. And Nigeria might be one of those teams. And Nigeria is certainly one of those teams. Nigeria, Russia, and Argentina are probably better than every team in Group A. But unfortunately, one's going to get eliminated. And I think if Aminu is strong defensively and is able to hit three-pointers, Nigeria has a real shot to get out of the first round of the group stage. And finally, for the Orlando Magic, Ken Birch playing for Canada. Um, I talked about Ken Birch earlier this week after watching the U.S. play Canada in their exhibition game. And I was really interested with Birch because it looked like he was trying to expand his offensive game a little bit. He was trying to work a little bit more off the dribble. He was trying to attack in a different way offensively, expand his offensive game. And that was good. That was interesting to see. But what I want to see from him with Team Canada is the energy that we all expect, of course, uh, that, 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 that's become a bit of his calling card. And I want to see... And I want to see him, you know, show off that jumper a little bit, but be aggressive around the basket. Put up some numbers offensively, but the rebounds and the blocks are what's going to help Canada get out of this, get out of the group stage. And Canada certainly hasn't developed, you know, hasn't kind of pushed themselves. Um, uh, or or is it, is it going to have the team that they really wanted to have for this tournament? Canada's in a group with Senegal, Lithuania, and Australia. And, and Lithuania is always very good, at, very good. But Canada, again, should feel like they can get out of the first round. They should feel, good, feel like they are good enough to do so. And they got some good players. They got some interesting players. They're younger than I think they wanted to be for this World Cup. If they'd had... Their full complement, and it sounds like Corey Joseph is going to join them in China, so he could be on the roster still. But if they had their full complement of players, I would feel fair. I mean, Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Olynyk as well. I would feel fairly confident that they would get out of this first, get out of this first round. But they don't, and 
I, I, I think that what's really important, again, is seeing Ken Birch do the things we know he's good at. He spent, I think, a lot of his exhibition season trying to show that he's expanded his game. Now it's about winning, and now I want to see him get back to what he did well. I was not impressed with his defense or his, ener- or his defensive energy in the game against the U.S., but it's an exhibition game, so I wasn't going to go crazy over it. I want to see him be dominant and, and experiment a little bit less when it comes time to trying to win some of these games. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, how is this tournament going to shake out? I've talked about some of these groups and, and some of the teams that, that you would expect to, to get out. And the, the phase of the tournament is very interesting. It's, it's, you've got uh, eight groups to start with. You play eight groups of four. You play everyone in your group once. The top two teams advance to the second round, where group, the top two teams in group A play the top two teams of group B, top two teams of group C, but top two teams with Group D, and so on and so forth. And after that, the top two teams from those groups go to the quarterfinal round. And then you play from there. So we'll start today. I'll make my predictions on who I think is going to get out of each group. Group A is Cote d'Ivoire, Poland, Venezuela, and China. Um, it's This is not a strong group at all. Not a lot of NBA players to speak of. Um, Poland, I, I don't think Marcin Gortat is playing for Poland. I, I don't want to say that for certain. But Poland is still, I think, the favorite to get out of this group. They're still a good team. But they... You know, they, 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 they're probably not a team that most Americans are familiar with. This is probably the hardest group to pin uh, of, the, of the four. I, I think Venezuela has some sneaky good talent. I think Venezuela has given a, a lot of teams trouble, but they're still kind of in a weird spot. I would take China and Poland out of this group, but like I said, the, the, four te- the top three teams in Group B are probably better than every team in Group A. And that's Russia, Argentina, Korea, and Nigeria. Um, Russia has always had a very solid team. Um, they, they do get a few Americans to, to have dual citizenship and play on their team as well. Um, they're usually very, very solid, very, very physical. Uh, I would take Argentina to win the group. I, I, think, I think it's going to come down to Russia and Nigeria uh, to, to figure out who gets out of the group, who gets out of this group. And if I'm not mistaken, Russia, Nigeria is the first game, is the, is the first game August 31st. So, huge game right off the bat, Saturday, Saturday morning uh, for Nigeria. Win that game and, and you're probably, you know, inside track to get to the next round. Which is big. It's absolutely big. Um, but I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Russia in the end. I think Russia is going to end up advancing. And so, you have Russia and Argentina with, with Poland and, and I think China. Uh, in, in in that next group. 
Group C is Spain, Iran, Puerto Rico, and Tunisia. Spain is the heads-on favorite. Uh, they, they will not be challenged in this group. Um, Iran's got some interesting players. Puerto Rico's kind of in a downswing right now. Uh, Tunisia is probably going to get out, be the second team in this group. Um, but, you know, those three, those three teams, I think you throw them up in the air and who knows. Group D is Angola, the Philippines, Italy, and Serbia. Serbia will win this group easily. I would peg Italy to go second. Philippines, they love their basketball, but I think the development's not there for that team quite yet. Uh, Angola, I, I don't believe they have the talent to, to kind of get out of this group. It'll be interesting to see how they order themselves, but I think Serbia is, Serbia is you know, the class of this tournament. Serbia and Spain will get out of that next group without much challenge. The only challenge will come from each other, uh, and that Serbia-Spain game, make sure you watch that one. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, then I'll take Italy to come out of that group as well. Group E is the United States group, Turkey, Czech Republic, the United States, and Japan. The U.S. is going to win this group easily. I, I don't think there's a challenge in there. Um, Australia is certainly better than all those teams. Um, so I, I don't think the U.S. is going to face much challenge in this early stage. Um, I would take the Czech Republic, I think, to get out of the group. Um, I think that... Um, uh, I think that they, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that has a little bit of offensive firepower. Um, they've been able to, to score, um, but, you know, they're going to struggle against the U.S. You don't want to run against them. The, the Czech Republic likes to run a little bit. Uh, and Turkey is still an interesting team. Uh, Japan's got some interesting players, so there, there'll be some ordering behind the U.S. I'm going to take the Czech Republic. I, I think that, that they're, they're, they're kind of the team on the rise. Turkey's kind of, you know, I'm not sold on Turkey right now. Right now, um, but they're but they're playing really well entering this this tournament. So um, we'll see. They they you know don't have some of their best players, but but they're they're an interesting team nonetheless. Group F. This is the group that the United States will face in the second round of the tournament: Greece, New Zealand, Brazil, and Montenegro. Greece again by far the class of this group. They've long been in basketball power. They've got Giannis Antetokounmpo playing. They're going to win this group. The next three, the other, those other three teams, New Zealand, Brazil, and Montenegro, are yeah, they're going to fight a little bit for it. They they all have flaws. They're all you know not you know perfect teams by any stretch of the imagination, but they all do something really really well. I think Montenegro is the weakest of the of the three, um, you know, just because I, I think Nikola Vucevic needs help, and I'm not sure where that help's going to come from. Brazil's got veterans; they know how to play this style. Um, New Zealand has been really spunky. But I'm still going to stick with Brazil to come out of this group. I, I think they know what they're doing, and I think that they'll they'll um, find enough scoring to get out. But again, I think between Brazil and New Zealand, it's pretty close, and, and I think Montenegro can still sneak in there. Group G, the Dominican Republic, France, Germany, and Jordan. France, again, the real class of this group. You'll, you'll kind of notice I'm saying real class of this group. It's clear who the best teams are in these groups. Um, like Group A is going to be really competitive at the top. I think Group B can be a little bit competitive at the top between Argentina and Russia, uh, and then Russia and Nigeria beneath them. But Group C, Group D, Group E, Group F, clear winners, clear teams that are heads and tails better than everyone. Same thing in Group G. France is clearly the best team in this group. They've got the they got the most talent, number one, uh, and they got the most experience. I would take Germany to finish second in this group and get out of the the first round uh, to play against uh, to to play play in the next round. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder does a good job for Germany when he's playing for the national team. Um, and, and Germany has some solid players as well. Group H is Canada, Senegal, Lithuania, and Australia. This group doesn't have a clear-cut winner, I don't think. I, I want to say Australia, 
Um, I think they, they've done a lot of really good things. I think they showed how dangerous they can be. Patty Mills is a great player. Joe Ingles is a solid player. I mean, this is this tournament's really turning into perhaps Australia's golden generation moment, which is really interesting to say. Um, I like them to come out of this group. I'm going to go between Lithuania and Canada to finish second. Um, I'm, uh, I, I, I think Canada could get there, um, but Lithuania always has such a good team. They're, they're, they're usually very well coached. They have a long history. Um, this is a tough, 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 tough group. Uh, and, and, and I think Lithuania and Canada are going to be very, very tough against each other. Senegal, I don't think is a pushover. Um, they're, they're probably not the strongest team. They're probably easily going to finish last in this group. Uh, but I, I, I do think that, that you know, it's between Canada and Lithuania to get out of Group H. Um, you know, if, if Canada gets hot and, and shoots the ball well with their young guards, they can get out of this. But I think it's going to be Lithuania getting out. And that'll set up... Um, that'll set up the next round. We'll talk about the next round when we get a little bit closer. Um, I do think that, you know, you look at some of the interesting matchups in that second round, the USA versus Greece, uh, potentially, uh, you know, the, and again, USA-Greece, those two teams win win their group. They advance to the quarterfinals. I'm not worried about the U.S. getting to the quarterfinals, but the U.S. could very easily lose to Greece um, early on in this tournament or in, in that second round part of the tournament. And that could affect who they play next. It could affect when they play France. That could be affect when they play uh, Spain or even Serbia. Um, you know, your, your favorites to win this tournament are the United States, Serbia, Greece, and, prob- and Spain, and probably France. That's, that's five teams. Um, Serbia and the United States are the heavy favorites. I am not going to count out Greece because they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They're always well coached. Um, I, I, I think that... It, this is going to be really tricky. And, and so the fact that the U.S. is going to see Greece potentially very early on in this tournament, at least see them once, and you know be put in the opposite bracket as them, is, is certainly interesting and certainly going to be a, a, big, you know, a big tell about whether this team can win. We will know, I think... I, I mean, honestly, if the U.S. beats Greece in that second round, I think we can say with confidence this team's going to win the whole thing. If they lose to Greece, then this tournament is so much more up in the air than, than it is even now. Um, there's so much that can happen. This, this format's really interesting. I really like it, actually, um, because we will get some high-quality high games. I mean, Serbia versus Spain before the knockout round, is that's, that's just an incredible matchup. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, France versus Australia will be, will be, would be a good matchup as well. Um, it, there, there are going to be some fun matchups to, to watch for and watch out for as this tournament picks up. So a lot to get to for sure and a lot to, a lot to focus on, uh, but, uh, but it's going to be a fun basketball tournament. If you get ESPN+, Plus, uh, definitely tune in. I'm going to be following it and, and t- commenting it on, on it here on Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Once again, if you live in Central Florida, if you live anywhere in Florida, please be safe this holiday weekend as Hurricane Dorian is heading into, heading on its way to to uh, Florida um, and, and is likely to hit Central Florida head-on as a Category 3, possibly a Category 4 storm. 
pay attention to the news, get yourself ready and, and hunker down and ride this thing out. Uh, hopefully we'll be back with you to do a podcast on Tuesday. Um, it may be Tuesday late. Um, but, uh, but we'll be, we'll be back here on the podcast at once the storm passes, once everything's kind of settled down here. So hate to leave you on that, on that note, but that's going to be the reality here for a little while. Um, you know, I don't think I'll lose power for too long. I'm in, I'm, I'm in downtown Orlando. So we, we generally get our power back pretty quickly, but, um, you know, it's, it's a major storm. So we got to, we got to be prepared. Um, you can always reach out to me and, and ask any magic questions you might have on Twitter at omagicdaily or email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. I'll probably still be around enough to, to connect that way if you want to check in, make sure everything's okay here in, in Orlando. But again, watch watch the news, uh, be aware of what's going on with the storm, uh, and and make sure that you are ready to ride this thing out. I want to, um, We'll see you all on the other side. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 